0: Welcome to the In Jesus Name podcast. This is the only podcast where you can find the most ghetto setup. <laughs> Today, I am joined by Kara, 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 and Daniel Howard. His social security number begins in he doesn't 543 know my social security at all. and ends in one four six one. That's close, actually. I I know it's going I read scary. it before actually, the episode started. I <laughs> thought he was actually going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Anyways, this podcast is a podcast. That. <laughs> Absolutely it is, yeah That's true. crazy, I can't believe I started like that That's wisdom right there So how this podcast is going to work, it is an interview styled podcast Me and my co-host here, Kara
1: Say hello woman
0: Me and my co-host it. Kara are going to be interviewing Daniel Howard I am Daniel And at Howard. some point we're going to be getting a social security number before this episode ends Trust He's me, it's going to work Probably um, Anyways, let's begin with the first question I have for you Okay What's your credit score? It's probably zero. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever um, rented or owned any appliances recently that you would have used your credit for? Have you uh, considered getting a student credit card? No. Have you considered getting a credit card period? Never.
2: What's your loan debt like?
0: I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. My final question is if I were to open a credit card in your name, how big of a credit card could I get?
1: Depends on what you want to buy, I guess. I don't know.
2: Would you buy a chocolate cake with that?
1: <laughs> so for context um, somebody we have a we have an audience a small audience we won't say anything other than that there but there's an audience <laughs> This is, right. this is derailed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we've already gotten off the tracks. Yeah.
0: Anyways, let's get back on the train tracks real quick yeah. um, and start with the trolley problem. Do you know what that is? You know, the uh, the two people on the side of the train tracks? Okay. One person ha- is on sure. the train tracks tied to the t- train tracks. Yeah,
1: Cyanide and Happiness made a whole board game about it. It's fantastic. I yeah, it's recording. great. Actually, cool. I don't right. recommend it. It's not appropriate. Don't care, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to
0: know, would you run over the singular person or all, the other
1: three? Oh, wait. So, sorry. What were the options? Just one person to three? Yeah. Three. Why? I don't know. sounded better. <laughs> you're giving me the option to derail or not derail but like you're giving me the option to choose between morality and morality both are bad options either way so i just don't uh, know if i'm gonna if i'm going to i might as well do it full like full scent. that's
0: you know. the same attitude there's people who are driving and they're like oh look 10 points as they pretend to run over the i toddler. do say that frequently
1: <laughs> when in cars i'm like that person's 10 points. like you just deem them dogs home. or cats technically dogs but i love cats equally i've just had more interaction with the dog
2: was on the side of the road would you yes would you hit it (laughs) yes (laughs) what how many many points would that be
1: oh dog animals are all like five points in video games i think if they even count towards your hp it's like five
0: (laughs) okay let's hey let's reel this back in this is a christian
1: podcast to remind you don't actually hit animals by the way
0: wow thank you for your wise words of wisdom yeah just to clarify i don't actually advocate for that All right, now that half of our middle-aged listeners are gone, now, um, <laughs> we've really boiled. I think it. we should start asking some real questions.
1: Yeah.
0: First question is: Can you do a British accent? I can. Show me. I will not be doing it here.
1: The podcast is ravishing, mate.
0: Beautiful. Next um, question I have is: um, What's your favorite type of
1: chocolate? I hate you all. <laughs> Actually, I know the answer. Seventy uh, percent dark chocolate.
2: Oh yes. Yeah. I agree. That's
1: I have that. Good. I actually knew that. I didn't know that I would know that. I like, spot, um, but yeah, you you probably have more interesting questions.
2: <laughs> I'm waiting for him to introduce the whole conversation. <laughs> I don't
1: oh, know. did
0: we not do an introduction?
1: Would it, well, I mean, you kind of like okay. explained. Okay. Well, well it hey, was.
0: welcome to the In Jesus Name podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How this podcast work is an interview you style podcast. So, with she that being said, <laughs> okay, some of you watching at home might be realizing, hey, where's that tall? Uh, Boring guy. The one with the feet problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, he's actually currently working today, and he is unavailable. (laughs) So, me and Kara are going to be doing the best we can with this guy. Anyways, let's get into the actual first. Um. (sighs) First question. Roll the tape. Yeah. You go first, Kara. Okay. Yeah, she was in the car on the way here thinking of questions. Yeah, I, in fact, I said, should we think of some questions together? And she goes, no. Well, actually, no. She told me to be I quiet while yes, she was I putting did. on her makeup. <laughs> 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 she has her priorities. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: that's crazy. Yeah, that's where we're wow, at today. that is too far. Uh, and it's filtered, believe it or not.
2: What is the craziest thing you've ever heard a Christian say or a pastor say?
1: Crazy bad or crazy good? Both. Both? Okay,
2: one of each. Start with the bad. We'll go to the good. Yeah. What's like
1: the funniest thing you've heard? Let's go with good because bad, I have a lot of options to pick from. If
2: you start with with bad, then we can end on the good. I feel feel like that's not realistic.
1: (laughs) Um,
0: Honestly, I think you should start with the good and then end with the bad because the bad is going to be funny. The bad is also going to be really,
1: like genuinely, it's going to be hard because I, I, you know. Um, So good, I would say that one of the craziest things that I've ever heard a pastor say, I was at this church just visiting i don't remember why we were with like i was with my cousins and there was clearly a a weird tension there when i get there and i'm like okay cool you know like i'm in an awkward situation and i'm the new guy so i really don't know what's going on i hated it whole sermon goes and he gets to this point and i'm kind of like you know because it was a long sermon and but he starts kind of getting a little ramped up i'm like okay let's hear what he has to say and he like straight up just calls out the whole congregation he's like listen every single one of you are doing something then i don't know what it was but he it was very bold of him and i remember him calling out like the whole congregation he's like all of you need to stop doing like there was something about alcohol and stuff about like just mistreatment of family things like that and it was like he said the whole congregation like every single one of you in some way has struggled with something like this very boldly and it was it was impressive to me to see that the pastor like you know because i i see it as like this is the the head of the household almost so like he despite how much that probably hurt him and the congregation he was just like straight up y'all gotta stop um and that, that's not so crazy anymore, because that does happen in a way but um, at our church, but in a very different aspect, and it's usually a very healthy way, but he was very clearly like hurt that he even had to say it, and so that was admirable. I wish I knew his name. I was way too young to know his name, but... So did yeah. you agree
2: with what he said?
1: From how the reaction of the room is, I think it would be stupid not to, because <laughs> they all were like, there was people crying, there was people like just, you know, like there. Okay, now for really, the bad one.
0: The bad one? Yeah, because I need a good laugh right now. Dude, I really
1: don't... I mean, I can okay. think of one that happened in this building. Okay, we're not going to do that because I feel like it's the same one. And... <laughs> okay, fine. Um, anyway, so... Well, you've heard it on multiple occasions. I, have. I feel like... It's the that, same guy. Now that we've brought it up, I think... We'll talk about it? We have to okay, talk about so it. Okay, so there's this pastor. He's an amazing pastor. He, like, advocates for mission. He has this whole ministry that's just missions, missions, missions. It's great. But he's an older guy. He's... Um, at Mid, least 20. Mid-70s. Yeah, at least 20. <laughs> minimum.
2: The guy's like 80 to 90 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's <laughs> very
1: old. He's an old guy. Um, but he's great. Like, he's been coming to this church forever. Um, generationally involved in this church. He has this phrase where he's... Where, when he's trying to encourage people and give people a perspective of how much they need the Holy Spirit and how they need to okay, be Okay, can built. you quit
0: justifying the, it and just tell us no, what No, because say. you guys make it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not that
1: bad. It's just out of context it is. Out of context he has the funniest thing. The phrase in context is that he says we need to be impregnated with the holy spirit and he says it very strongly um like a couple years ago and he comes back this year for another thing missions and he says it like three or four times and like we have friends here that like have heard the myth about how this guy said it and they say it and like all of us are in the balcony we're just like "Ah," in the court and it's just it's a whole thing (laughs) but Um, like you're
0: missing the funniest part about it is the way he said he goes we need to be impregnated with the holy spirit he says it with a lot of Yeah, that very old Pentecostal (laughs) preacher. The thing is, think about it like this. It's a very serious sermon, and he's talking, okay? And I'm, like, taking notes, and all I hear is impregnated with the Holy Spirit. Impregnated with the Holy Ghost. And not to mention, the person behind me goes, Pregnated and ovulating. Yeah, that's the one that really did it for everybody in (laughs) in our corner. There is literally no way these words came out of this man's mouth. And there's no way we reacted like it that. It was an experience. It was definitely. you are probably the most immature people to ever exist. Yeah. It was. It was something.
2: Was there a moment in your life where your faith was truly tested, where you like felt like everything was just kind of shaking?
1: Honestly, that was most of my life up until accepting Christ. To be honest. Why is that? Well, that's a lot of testimony and backstory. Okay. <laughs> um, to boil it down, though, uh, there was I. I grew up in a pretty good house up until the age of like five. Um, my dad started abusing drugs, drinking, all that stuff. I was his punching bag, literally, Um, pretty tough. So I get out of that, my dad ends up uh, committing suicide and like that was even harder of a hit. So I, you know, and at this point I'm like about to be in middle school, if not, I think, yeah, I was about to be in middle school. So like then you get all the, like the actual hormonal stuff starts to, you know, you go crazy a little bit anyway, but then you're dealing with all that. so, uh, from about middle school to uh, like junior, what would have been my, uh, no, not junior sophomore year of high school. Um, I got my GED, I left the, the education system early. So, but about that time period, I was just making all of the wrong decisions, um, for all the wrong reasons, uh, trying to cope with all the pain, cope with all the you know, trauma, you know, cope with all the stuff that I didn't understand. And, you know, I was very angry with God, um, I would call myself um, an not an agnostic, I would say atheist because at the time I wasn't, you know, educated. I I basically, I just didn't believe there was a God. And I, that wasn't really true, but that's what I would say. You know, inwardly, I definitely, you know, you can't, uh, the Bible talks about how you can't, like, basically God can't put his thumbprint on you and you can't take it away. I was raised in this church. I've been here my entire life, even when I wasn't following Christ. I go through all of it, and the entire time um, that I was essentially building testimony... um, there was never once where God wasn't there. And there were even times in the moment of my sin or of my distress, of my depression, whatever it was, I could actually like feel that God was there. I would reject it. I didn't care. I said no to his face. I, I, I did something that nobody should do. I would frequently tell God to shut up, those exact two words. When you say that to God, I can promise you personally you will regret it. That was honestly one of the biggest tests of my faith, was that I was so unbelievably stupid to just make the conscious choice to oppose and disagree with God every day of my life. This was all me. I put myself in a depression. There was one year, I literally would not leave the house unless forced. I wouldn't leave my room unless I had to go to the bathroom or get food. I was just in my room. It was bad. And that was kind of like- game, repeat. Yeah, right, but I wasn't gaming. I was in there just there. Eat, sleep, cry, repeat. I, pretty much, yeah, yeah. That was that was my that was my life for pretty much the last year. And I get out of all that stuff. Thankfully, um, there was uh, somebody that isn't even a Christian, but I, I'm convinced they were God sent. Um, this girlfriend I had um, when I moved to a town out of Salem. Uh, we had, you know, just, we were friends and we dated. And she got me out of a lot of the stuff that I was doing. Just all the wrong stuff. She she didn't even follow Christ. Like she was raised Catholic as like a little kid, but she, no, her family doesn't go to church. They still don't. You know, she was, she was there to help me through it. And she convinced me to stop doing like everything that I was doing. I don't know how, but I, it was like, okay. And you know, one day we're talking about just like our families and our history and stuff. And she's like, you know, um, like, what do you believe? Like, does your family have any religions or something like that? Cause you know, she's heard a lot about it. I'm like, yeah, my family generally is a Christian family. She's like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah. And I was like, what about you? And she's like, oh yeah, I was raised Catholic. And she's like, do you still like struggle with depression and stuff? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, have you ever considered like getting back into your family's religious stuff? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't know. I, I think that Christians generally have a better time getting through depression than most people. And I was like, and at, I'm not gonna put all our business out there, but she struggled with depression too. And I was like, girl, what are you talking about then, dude? <laughs> take your own words of advice, man, (laughs) but whatever. And I was like, uh, you know, it wasn't a great relationship towards the end. Anyway, the point is, uh, she helped me get through that funk and she actually pointed me towards God. And I, I um, was struggling. And there was one day where I was really just at the point where I was at my wits end with everything. And I was just about ready to die. Like just turn over and die. Um, I was alone. Nobody would have known. I would have been like, you know, and I get there. And all of a sudden I just like, just came to my senses. And I was like, I'm at rock bottom. This is rock bottom. There's nothing more to go except the final step of death. If there's any chance to come out of this with this God, why do I, I'm because I'm a pretty logical person, I'm like, why would I not at least look at it? So I did. And I told, and in that very spot, I prayed for the, probably the first time in like six years. I was like, all right, God, so if you're real, I'm going to go to this thing. Cause I was invited to summer camp, um, the youth pastors at the time. And they were like, you know, come to this. And I was like, no, um, it got to the point that pastor Aaron was like, I'll pay 50 bucks to go and I'll pay for your camp. I was like, all right, fine. And I was like, God, I'll go to this thing. And so I'm like, I'll go to this thing. You get one chance. That's it to prove your existence and that you are worth caring about. That's it. Which by the way, don't do that, but I did it. And I get there. I go through the whole camp. It's like the last full day at night. And, um, you know, there's like the whole sermon. I couldn't care less about what they're talking about. And I leave the sanctuary. I sneak out. Um, it was more of a gym, but I sneak out and I go and I just hide off in this little, there's like this cabin up the hill and, um, you know, where like the leaders are sleeping. So I go up there and I hide behind it. You would not know I'm there. No one would know. I was completely hidden, but this woman comes over that I've known, um, pretty much my whole life. Um, She's the mother of one of the people here. She's generationally involved in this church as well. And she comes over to me and she's like, just talks to me about everything. She knows generally what my life has been. So she's like, she tells me like, what happened to you was unfair, um, but it's not God's fault and it's not your fault. It just happened. And you need to make the choice to actually let God take control over it because otherwise it's just gonna keep getting worse. And know that these people here they still care about you despite everything you've done. And, I, and to, total transparency, I was the most terrible person to be around when I was here. I would ignore people. The only time I would ever go to the youth, I would sit out in the lobby and scoff at people, laugh at be rude to people. I wouldn't care. They still showed me kindness despite all that. They still cared. And that was, that was enough for me to say, okay, there's, like genuinely, there's no way this woman would have known I was here. She came over and talked to me anyway. And um, I... You know, I'm not going to say her full name, but Carrie. Thank you for that, if you're listening. Um, that genuinely, that was that was the night that I recommitted my my faith, and you know, I was like, this is this is it, um, and it's that's it.
2: You know that she was
1: someone that I I liked. would think so. She's very oh. wise, but if she doesn't, I want her to know because she's oh. great.
0: I know that reminds me of the disciple who was under the fig tree, and Jesus tells him, "I saw you when you were under the fig tree," mm-hmm. and the guy goes. Oh, you were God or like you are the Christ or whatever, or whatever it was. And it was like, rabbi, like, I want to yeah. follow you. And then Jesus was like, bro, you're going to see a whole lot more than that. Yeah. And that leads me to my question is, did you see a whole lot more than that? They saw you moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. What is something really cool you've seen God do? A
1: lot. The
0: so favorite thing that you probably just. Favorite you'd, thing? You'd, yeah. You'd put it on your refrigerator. That's
1: how much you like it. That's that's actually really tough because I've been blessed besides <laughs> I don't Dew
0: I know you'd put Madden Dew in your refrigerator uh, huh nothing what I'm just criticizing his choice of beverage so I don't let's know. just pretend that didn't happen okay that um, was a joke that hit the floor like I shot a three in opposite <laughs> direction it just like I, I shot you. the three this way and the hoop was yeah. that way
1: I'm um, sure
2: if it even made it close to the hoop that was
1: there wasn't even a hoop present um i've been given a very special position that I've, I've actually recently learned that not everybody gets um but you get to see um i have personally witnessed a lot of development in people's faith like as individuals um and there's a lot of people that minister to people you know help run ministries whatever they don't get to see the progress in these people that they're trying to help um you know for one reason or another you never know what it is but um i think that that's probably one of the craziest things that i get to see these radical shifts in people's hearts minds, spirit, soul, everything about it, like they just, they change and they pursue Christ wholeheartedly from going from absolutely couldn't care less or even directly saying Christ is nothing to saying Christ is my everything. And to see that one within myself, that was such a blessing, but also to see that now God has put me in a position to to help people get to that point too. That's definitely the craziest thing that I keep seeing too. So that would probably be it.
0: You don't always think about it, um, that the little seeds we always plant around us. Yeah. Yeah most of the time we never get to see them grow. We mm-hmm. hope that they they do. Right. But we never really get to sit down and just watch it from the beginning to the end. But even then like I still always hope that if I do get to plant a seed in someone else's life that 5, 10 years down the line that I'd have the opportunity to see it and I just I feel like that I feel like I'd turn into a wreck. I'd probably cry.
1: <laughs> I have cried before. Um one of our friends he's kind of come a long way since I met him all those years ago and it's, I, I, the other day I just saw him going at it and I was like, dude, that's, it, it was so beautiful to see him cause he was just a wreck and like he comes in and just everything about him. He, I don't, he shouldn't have been here, <laughs> like literally should not have been alive. And he was, and now he's just out here flourishing, growing the kingdom, you know, caring, um, just caring really for him was a lot. So it, yeah, things like that to see somebody just go. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: So with that being said, as someone who leads and has that opportunity to watch people grow, Mm. what would you say is probably the hardest challenge that someone in the middle of growing would probably go through? And you can speak it from your own experience or the experience of
1: someone else you'd seen grow. That's a very difficult question. I it can be multiple things the one the one common thing you'll find is some sort of sense of pride um, that's my experience, but in general because people tend to be like God created us to be smart, right We have brains. so when we have our own understanding, even if it, it might even be a godly understanding, but if God's trying to develop you to understand more than that, that can be hard um, to come to terms with you're like, well, God, you just told me this. He's like, yes, but I'm also telling you this. you know and that's a very difficult thing for people to grasp myself included. Um, so it's I would say some sort of sense of pride. You somehow think, you know, God says you do, but you need to also know, or God says you don't, you need to know. There's a big, there's both have happened to me. Um, thankfully I'm at the point where God's like, okay, hold on now, add this to the factor. But there was a time where I was just, God was like, you don't know, shut up. You know what I mean? (laughs) I was like, that's fair. Okay. (laughs) But you know, um, that would be one. And then also I would say that one thing that's really hard for christians and especially in a church community when they're developing whether it be new faith or um you've been faithful since you were five it doesn't matter one thing that's very difficult is the people aspect of the church um every church has church politics to some degree every church has people where you're like "Mm, i'm not a fan of that person every church has a person that everybody's a fan of and then there's always that one guy that comes around and is like why are you a fan of that i have been that person i have been that person in every single one of those scenarios The people factor makes it very difficult. And that's where you tend to get all sorts of results. You can get church hurt. You can get church cults. Thankfully, that's not as common, but it does happen. You can get a lot of different things because us as people, we're very people-oriented. Even the introverts are people-oriented, you know? I mean, you got your mother and father at minimum. An introvert knows and respects that, right? So it's difficult for us to have a representation of Christ and then have people representing Christ and then they do something that doesn't meet the status quo of what Christ has said. That does affect things. And so for me, um, one thing that I personally to this day I still struggle with and I'm working on it is I'll see some sort of authority or leadership in church. Um, they miss the mark. That's a, It's as simple as that. They miss the mark. For me, I, one, I do question authority. I challenge authority. And I, there used to be a time where I did it in the worst possible way. I would just like it, everything's a fight. I'm like, if you're an authority, you are under a microscope. And if you do anything wrong, you got to go. Um, and I will you're admit, leading, I do,
2: you're leading people. Like right, you right. Have, so, th- you be
1: but what I learned was that there's validity in that, but also there needs to be grace. Yeah. And that's where I personally struggle frequently um, as an inv- individual, but also everybody does because yeah, you're right. If you're leading somebody, you need to have it Together, and that's not actually true. But that is a that's a reasonable understanding. You do need to. I will say that to some degree. So, like, if our head pastor just started boozing one day, thankfully he doesn't, and I don't think he will. But like, if somebody's head pastor starts boozing, that's a problem, right?
2: Like, what are you gonna think of that person? Exactly, when they've been living a whole life and they've been they've been they've been preaching one thing, and then all of a sudden they turn around and do something else. Yeah. And then you're like, hold on, you're supposed to be leading us. You're, like, you've been right. talking about this the whole entire time. It's like the hypocritical thing. Mm-hmm. Like, people get upset about people being hypocrites, and they find yes. it in the church all the time because we as Christians, we're not perfect. You're going to find hypocrites throughout the whole yes. church because we're literally trying to do what's best, but like, we we physically cannot achieve like wholeness and yes. perf- we can't achieve mm-hmm. those things. So it's like, we're, you're going to find that everywhere you go.
1: Yeah. But, that's the two things that I've seen that's very difficult. It's a split because we're split between our flesh. We are naturally driven to do what's godly, but we also are naturally because of sin in the fallen world, we naturally go to be like mm, wrong or mm, this or mm, yeah. that, you know what I mean? It's a split.
2: And people can sense that. People can yeah. like feel that like something's off. Like no, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like people will yeah. say like, you know, intuition. I'm like, "No, that's actually God giving you discernment and yeah. to understand that something is wrong here." And it's not right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Everybody loves grace until it's time to give it.
1: Yes. Ditto. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. When people don't represent Christ how they should, that can affect people's personal growth in the church.
0: Um, Let's start a new topic. Yeah. Um, Since we just talked about ministry and stuff. Sure. um, I think we should talk a little more about your personal aspects with faith and things you've gone through. Hmm. You talked a little bit about your story and, Mm -hmm. you know, the things you went through. And I just wanted to ask, you named a lot of very hard things you had to go through, right? Right. Do you think those things were pivotal in your development? Like who you are now and then how? Like those things that happened to you and how have they
1: shaped you now? Short answer, yes, absolutely. They were pivotal to who I am now. The, The why is the important part. The why is that we all get, so we're all, us three are Christ followers. Everything about us from birth up until the moment we accepted Christ. That is why we got to Christ. That's why we chose to get to Christ for most of us, I would say, right? We saw our sin. We— Well, no, we didn't. We lived our sin. We saw it one day, and then we're like, oh, we need this guy that lived 2,000-plus years ago to die so that we don't have to feel the eternal punishment for that. That's great. Don't forget that, though. Remember that that is why you need Christ. That perspective for me Reminds me pretty often, um, sometimes very bluntly, that, okay, I need to not like live in my past, but I don't need to forget. It. That helps me because it reminds me I'm like, this is what Christ delivered me from. This is what Christ helped me to grow in. This is what Christ saved me from. These are like, it's the reminder of what Christ did in that situation, not what people did, not what I did. It's what Christ did. That is the one th- major thing that testimony should be in general. And that's what people. I, myself included, like people struggle. We think of like, oh, this happened in my past. Oh, this happened in my past. This defines my past. This defines who I am. No, it doesn't. Christ does. You need to accept that. You need to make the personal decision to say, yes, that happened. But Christ said this. Christ made the difference. Christ paid it all so that I could say otherwise, so that I can be saved, so that I can be redeemed. That's something that is a big pivotal point that people need to learn in terms of what redemption really feels like, looks like in our daily life. You can remember the bad, remember what Christ did in it and never forget that. So as Definitely.
2: far as things that you have struggled with, um, those things can happen just overnight and you're instantly just healed and mm-hmm. it's completely gone. And for other people, it takes a long process. What were those blockages for you? Like like what was some of those things that kind of came up because coming from agnostic or atheist, like there's gonna be some spiritual battle about you know the devil trying to like still make you question whether God's there or not when things get hard.
1: Um, there's certain portions of it that I do struggle with. Um, Right now, actually, I can admit, I do struggle with depression frequently. Um, some, it's, it's kind of a fluctuation. Sometimes I don't notice at all. Sometimes I do. And sometimes it hits me really hard. Um, yeah, totally. I struggle with depression and all sorts of mental stuff all the time. Um, but now, what's the difference? I cope with it not through anger, addictions, afflictions, fighting, yelling, screaming. I, I fight my battles with Christ. Mm -hmm. and i say exactly i love that song uh yeah there i say that okay sure this sucks god i'm gonna let you take the reins because i genuinely will drive this off the cliff you know and um there's many different ways that you do that um we're actually going through a, a series um in a small group here and one thing in the book that we're talking about is meditation um what does that look like in a christian world and in this book this guy um says that meditation is simply listening to God and obeying. That's it. Definitely. Um, And that's hard for people, myself included. And he says that in the book. He follows it right up. He's like, I wish I could make it more complicated, but it's really that easy. Um, So for me, I'm like, well, okay, I could get upset. I could go yell for an hour. I could go do this. I could go do that. Or could choose to walk in peace, live humbly, you know, talk it out sometimes, whatever it is. Micah Um, 6-8. Yes, I was alluding to it, but that
2: verse again. I, um, I forget too. Well, so it's
0: not in my Instagram bio, so I'll let him answer it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, don't. Hang no, on. you're not supposed not, to look it up. You don't. You don't know the. Instagram? not wait. knowing what it says. That's say. crazy. <laughs> you have an Instagram bio verse, and you don't know it by heart.
1: Listen, I'm a pumpkin spice Christian. I, hobby <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. I'm that's... sorry. I don't know. Oh my
0: gosh! <laughs> wow, that's um, wild. Anyways, but um, yeah. back on the questions. Yep. Uh, you obviously voiced the things you went through and all that. And my question is, undoubtedly, someone listening is probably in that same position you used to be. Yeah. And if you could go back and give yourself advice, what would be the strongest piece of advice you would have given
1: yourself? I've thought about that. And there's two things that I always think, like two exact words. Stop being an idiot. Follow Christ. And or I would have said, just read the Bible. You don't have to believe it. Just read it. You don't. It does not just pick it up, open it, read it. That's it. That would have made the difference for me. I'm a lot quicker, a lot easier, a lot quieter, <laughs> a lot more peacefully. Um, but I didn't. So that would be it. Yeah, pick up your Bible and read it, or just follow Christ.
0: Just follow Christ.
1: That feels like a Nike campaign ad. Was like, just do it. Just do follow it. Christ. Just do it. Just follow Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That would be it for me though.
0: Instead of a Nike swoosh logo, it'll be a cross. Cross. Just follow Christ.
1: Yeah. A,
0: mm-hmm. Kanda, Kishiba. Kishiba. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has any not idea even what that is, <laughs> but I don't feel like explaining it. So we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. What's your favorite color? Emerald
1: green. That's a color.
0: Yeah. Wow, I did that's like a that's like a feminine color, in my opinion. Is it? No.
2: So okay.
0: So um anyways, as a uh as a curly haired guy. Um, do you use any product for your hair?
1: Not really, no. Just shampoo it, condition it, like everybody else. Nothing fancy.
0: You said like everybody else. I'll tell you right now. Does everybody. I met that? a guy, okay, who just rubs his hair with his feet. His name is Bryson. I, yeah, that's great. Oh, he's here. Hey, you know what? Hey. Hey. Come on, come on, the episode. Hop in with me, real quick. Come say Pray hi, through. really quick. All right. like Shocker. One of the do. shoes
1: is off. He's half shoeless.
0: Wow, he's missing a shoe.
1: Hop, hop in, real quick. Hi, Bryson. Get him in the microphone. Say hi. Say hi.
0: Hello, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, I could not be here today. All right, now go back to work.
1: Okay, okay yep, bye. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming.
0: You Hi, can't bye, say he wasn't, he, yeah, was. He, was, he wasn't here. Yeah, he wasn't He was here if you ask his boss. Yeah. Honestly, I'm really glad you came and shared a lot of what you did with us. Yeah. And that you just were a little open. Right off the bat, too, when Kara asked a deep question, as, like, the third question, something I noticed is
1: um, that was really fast.
0: Well, actually, we did ask, like, 15 questions about your social security. Speaking of Let's which... Let's clarify,
1: you asked 15 questions about myself. She asked one of them.
0: I don't think she did. <laughs> I do have one other question real quick. Yeah. Do you own a debit card?
1: No. Uh, oh, yeah. Debit card, yeah.
0: Yeah. What are the um, last four digits? I actually don't know. I have it put what on my the phone. What about the first just, uh,
1: at 12? I genuinely don't know.
0: Okay. What about the three wacky numbers on the back? 420. It's not true. Okay. Lastly, yeah. but not leastly, mm. do you regret coming on this episode?
1: No, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. That warms my heart.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, guys, that is going to conclude this episode of the In Jesus Name podcast. Yes. Shout out to Daniel for being here. Shout out to Kara for having hair. And (laughs) shout out to me for breathing the air that we breathe in. Go follow me on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Um, My Instagram is um, is, uh, Mike Tyson.
1: I don't even think that's Mike Tyson's actual handle. <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. would you care to pray us out and yeah, pray for the viewer for sure. and pray for everything? And yeah. Just, let's go,
1: Halle. Father, thank you so much for this time that we've had together. Thank you for um, all the ears that are listening. Thank you so much for Max, Kara, and Bryson for doing this, bringing um, you know a godly perspective of the world to to the internet in such a great way. Thank you for the blessings that you've given us, and thank you for our testimony. Thank you that you are working in us and thank you that you are going to work through us till your son comes back. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: All right. Thank you as all for coming out to watch the In Jesus Name podcast. Yeah. Be sure to give it a five-star rating. And if you don't, I will personally come and find you and I'll put on like a Mormon missionary outfit. Let you know that you are going to, to... I'll delete your Fortnite account. <laughs> I, I will personally delete your Fortnite account if you yeah. do not give a five-star rating and share this with your grandma bye Bye. Bye. goodbye nice meeting
2: you